0: Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I am joined by my partner, Amanda Cook, who is also sitting down with us today. And we've got some really cool stuff going on. If you listen to our past episodes, when we were talking about RMTs who add stuff into what they do, um, we're going to talk about support massage therapy today. So... Amanda, why don't you uh, take this on? All
1: right. Hi, everybody. My name is Amanda, as Mark said, and I'm sitting down here with Demi Barlas, who is a registered massage therapist in Ontario has been so for three years and is also a sport massage therapist with the Canadian Sport Massage Association. And uh, she's actually sitting down with us today after just coming back from volunteering at the Ontario Games in London, Ontario. So, be welcome. Thank you. All right. Why don't you tell us why you decided
2: right out of school to get into sport massage therapy? Okay. So, um, one of my motivations for becoming a sports massage therapist was I was an athlete myself. So. For like 10 years, that was kind of my life. So having, you know, done my competitions and having um, done a lot of therapy due to injuries and just maintaining for Mm -hmm. my sport, I knew that that was kind of my way to go with my massage, right? So it was really important for me that um, knowing that where I came from and kind of where I was going, it was really important for me that... I kind of wanted to do that from the get-go. All right
1: well why don't you tell us about yourself then tell us about what type of practice you have now and
2: what you're doing. Okay so there's kind of like two parts to my practice there's obviously the RMT part where I'm in clinic I work out of Etobicoke and I have um, just a small little space in my home. I also do some mobile um, massage to some clients near my area. In Aurora, I travel as far as, you know, the GTA, Woodbridge, um, and then, of course, the clinical stuff, which is part of my RMT uh, practice. And then I have the sports aspect to it, um, which I apply within my practice anyway. Um, So what kind of differs sports massage from regular massage is kind of the lack of oil. So to okay. speak, right? So some of the techniques, the advanced sports massage techniques that I learned through the Canadian Sports Massage Association, I use as well um, during my practice. I, I guess I I can say that during my RMT uh, practice. So there's an on-site component to the sports massage as well, just kind of like uh, me participating in the Ontario Games. Um, I'm also a sports massage therapist for the Etobicoke Track Clubs, and I did volunteer my time as well with other track and field, just because that's my thing. I love track and field, right? So, yeah, that's more on-site. So instead of me doing that normal starting effleurage type of massage, I kind of get right into it and fix I guess what you can (laughs) they're having I guess if you want to use that word maybe (laughs) a lot of people's like we don't fix things and like yeah but when that person gets up they're like oh that feels great i am fixed I can go do what I need to do right was that um part of like when you you said
1: you, you became a sport massage therapist right out of school. So yep. when you did your training for sport massage therapy, mm-hmm. was there a lot of overlap or were there big differences in what you learned? Through I your sport feel massage? like
2: it was a huge difference. So what okay. I learned in school about sports massage, yeah, it was very basic. Um, a lot of the techniques are very simple. I, I don't want to kind of give too much away because I really feel that you need to go and take the course in order to really understand <laughs> Um yeah, so when I went and I and I sat there for the entire weekend, it's like a three-day thing with the Canadian Sports Massage Association. I was like almost blown away, right? With just, it's very simple, but it's very effective, right? And there's a way to kind of approach certain type of, I wouldn't even say injuries, it's more pre, inter, and then post, right? A certain mm-hmm. way to approach depending on where that athlete is coming from. Um, their sport background or what they're doing and where they are going to be. So if they're if this is right before they have their event, um, we have certain techniques that that are very useful for that situation. Um, also, if they're in between events, depending on how long in between the events are, they're going to be an hour or two hours. Part of that advanced sport massage course also deals with that downtime, right? And right. prepping the athlete. Um, the post, I kind of see it as. If I'm going to do a post-massage, post, post-event post massage, you might as well just come to my clinic um, because I feel like the stuff that is on site needs to be quick. i got to get in there. i got to get this person prepped as quick as possible, um, and whatever dysfunctions they're having or not having, I need to kind of address that in a matter of 15 to 20 minutes, right? right. So a lot of those techniques, this is where I apply a lot of that stuff into my practice because then you know, people have that immediate feel good sensation right. <laughs> right. Right. And, well, that, and pain yeah. management. It's mostly pain management. Okay. Right. So, so that kind we of makes sense.
0: Can we, just, uh, can we back this up a little bit just yeah. so we get some of the background? So we're talking about the Canadian Sport Massage Therapist Association, yep. and this is a national organization that has provincial chapters, right? So they have a, a chapter in British Columbia, in Alberta, in Ontario, Quebec, and then something that they call Atlantic, which I will assume is all of kind of East Coast, New Brunswick, yep. Nova Scotia, yep. PEI. All right, so then for you to become a member of the Canadian Sport Massage Therapy Association, can you speak to what the requirements are? Like, I'm an RMT that might be listening to this podcast now. And I, you know, I'm into athletics, or maybe I was a former athlete in, in some degree. And I'm interested in this idea of either offering sport massage therapy in my clinic or doing field to play work like what you just right. did in London. Give us an idea of what the requirements are or what you had to go through to become a member of the association.
2: So there's a membership fee, clearly, a yearly membership fee, and it all really depends on if you're a student or a registered massage therapist. So now what they consider me as certificate candidate. So there's also a process within being be, within the association um, to move forward to becoming a full certified or certificate uh, holder for sports massage, right? Um, so basically what I did was I did my, I didn't realize at the time that as a student, I can apply to be part of this organization. Um, just cause I, when I was, well, I don't know about you guys, when I was an RMT student, there was just so much going on that I was like, oh my oh Yeah. My it's God. the last thing on your <laughs> what mind. What's going on, right? There was just oh, information overload. So, um, it would have been cheaper if I applied to be a, with a student, like as a student, um, but it was, it was, for me, I felt that this was a great, um, tool to have on my resume. It was a great, um, uh, before I even went to the actual course, right? Um, I thought that this would be great to have, uh, beside my name as an accreditation, right? So what I did was I, right off the bat, I went online onto their page and I went and I, I logged in, logged in, I made an account, right? And I paid my, my dues and I signed up for the course right away. I think it costed me, I don't know, like maybe five or six hundred bucks at the time.
0: Okay, so part of the requirements to becoming a member is you have to you have to have some sort of membership with them, yes. whether it's like an associate membership or a student membership, like a prelim- preliminary thing, Yeah, and then you have to take their course? I would
2: recommend that you, that you take their course. Now, depending on the ones in Ontario, they have them once a year. So you can still have a membership with them and not take the course, but it doesn't guarantee you that you're going to be um, able to apply for stuff because of the background that you that you need. Right? So it
0: is possible to to still be a member of the association, be a sport massage therapist, and not have taken their course. Yeah. Or okay, yeah. Okay.
2: So, um, but it's a
0: definite a, a positive thing. It's a plus to take the course. Is, it,
2: no, it, I feel like that's. That should be a prerequisite for anybody who wants to do some on-field, uh, in-play, or hands-on at the sidelines type of deal, um, or even working with teams, right? Or athletes in in general, right? Yeah, you said the training was vastly different. Oh, from absolutely. What we did. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was uh, definitely well worth the money, right? Um, and the time spent. So how long is the course? It's uh, over a weekend. Okay. So it's about, it's about three days. It's like full two and a half, I would say, right? Um, and the majority of it is hands-on right? Um, All the information's on the website anyway. The manual's on the website when you become a member. So all the techniques that that we learn are there all the time. So there's always ways that you can refresh your memory. They have a mentorship program, right? Which is also really great because then that way you have um, guidance. You have, you know, for somebody to help you with through the actual process. From certificate candidate to becoming a full certified uh, sports massage therapist.
0: So, what's involved with certificate candidate? So, you've taken their course. I assume you'd have to put in some sort of a number of hours yes. with teams or yes, something like exactly.
2: that. Yes, exactly. So, the it's broken down onto hands hours, hands on hours at the clinic being an RMT, as well as hand on hours um, participating in like at the sidelines with sporting events, like I did with on the Ontario Games. Um, as well as uh team, team, there's a team placement component, there's a contact sport component, um, and there's that's basically the, the, the meat and potatoes of the actual thing. So it's a lot of time that I need to invest for myself in order to, that's my learning process, just kind of like an AT or a, or a physio, they have that fellowship, so it's very similar to that, right? Um, and then what I do is I submit all these hours as I get them because I don't want to overwhelm anybody. We're all volunteers. Yeah, so I submit my hours and then I can, I'm, whether I, when I get to that level where I have, have done my 500 or whatever it was hours, I have to refresh my memory with exactly what it is, um, I can apply to take written tests and as well as a practical test. Okay. So when I pass that, uh, my CC now becomes C. Right, and the difference is, is that when you have when your full certificate, um, you can apply to major games like the Olympics, um, and this organization helps facilitate that. So a lot of the 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 other organizations, the Olympic level organizations, or even the Ontario games type of organizations, they go through Canada sports massage association in order to, uh, it's like a farm. Right. To to access therapists. Yeah. So this is something you definitely want to do. If you
1: want to work with serious athletes, this is really the route You can
2: do it without them. It's just very hard unless you have like your foot already in the door. There's a lot of therapists out there that, they already have their connections like with whatever,
0: whatever, organization. whatever
2: they're doing. Right. And they have like connections within, you know, I was at the Canada games last, last year. So there's a lot of therapists that just kind of, the head therapist knew other therapists. They don't necessarily have to be sport massage therapists, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you the majority of the people that were there they have more of an extensive background than your regular, um, you know, therapists that, that kind of comes out of school, not disrespecting anybody that just comes out of school, but this is the level that we want to kind of, uh, be at and we're promoting, right? right.
1: It's, it's I mean, without that extra education, I feel right. like working with these serious athletes, as Mark has talked about on other podcasts, athletes are just totally different beings yep. and not having the background and knowing how to deal with them pregame uh, yep. on the sidelines, yep. even post, as you said, yep. I There's feel like a might psychological be intimidating. portion to it too. Right? Yeah, so for sure. That might be intimidating for somebody who hasn't done the extra certification as you're doing.
2: Yeah, and you can really, you can really like screw up somebody's body if you're not if yeah. you're not understanding where they're coming from, and especially like if it's a pre-event and I do like a technique that's going to bring them down too much. That's really going to affect their play, right? So, um, I feel that for me, at least, when when I took this course it was more of an eye-opener these were more tools in my toolbox that I could use um, not only in field but also like that I can use within my practice. Do you feel this sort of also
1: gains you a little bit of extra respect from the other field-of-play medical staff you know the other athletic therapists that are there do you think that they regard you differently because
2: you've done the sports massage therapy? Um, I think it's getting there. I think massage therapy in a whole is getting there. I don't feel that, um, a lot of people at this moment really understand the difference. The, the proof is in the pudding, right? Right. So showing up and, you know, having, applying your skills that, you know, really, really, um, shows people that, you know what, this person has competence. This person knows what they're doing. This person has not, not only, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, information and, and knows kind of like how to handle themselves in that situation. Cause this is very quick situations that happen, right? Like right. you don't have much time. So you really need to kind of, you know, troubleshoot right, really quick. Right. Um, you know, demonstrating skills is, is like that, that's more, more tangible than what's happening. You know, just by seeing those three little letters RMT, you know, because I may not be the sports massage therapist for everybody. I may not be that RMT for everybody. Right. So, um, it's an, I think it's an education process for everybody. Right. If that makes sense. If that doesn't sound too like. Well, (laughs) the sports massage helps you
1: in in your own practice as well. You said you bring stuff to your practice. So how much of the sports massage techniques would you say you use with your non-athlete patients?
2: Um, I would say two or three for sure. Um, because time and place, right. For everything. Um, I wouldn't say what I do. I have to warn people when they come in, I come with a disclaimer. I always tell them that, you know, I don't know if you guys experienced this. Like, people come into my room and they're automatically taking off their freaking clothes, right? <laughs> I'm like, what yes, the hell's are. going on? I'm like, this is the quickest yes that I've <laughs> ever gotten
1: in my life, right? This I'm is like, definitely I'm another I'm like, dude,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm like, there's a couple things I need to go through with you before you undress, right?
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. like... You skipped a couple steps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally, right? So... Um, I'm like, first off, you're probably not going to get oil today. So sorry for that letdown. (laughs) Right. Because again, oil, I feel it's a little overrated. It's a tool. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to use it. So that's kind of one of the first things that I, uh, I kind of bring into my practice, right. Um, is the lack of oil, right. Not that I don't use it. I just feel that when you first come and see me, that might be a little too intense for you. <laughs> you know, I want to kill you a little slowly, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least your pain, right? Um, another another technique that I use is a lot of the cross fiber. I don't know if people know what that is, but go take the course. You'll know, right? <laughs> uh, um, I feel is really effective, um, again, for pain management in my clinic, Right. Um, so yeah, I feel like, you know, with, with what this has shown me, I feel like I can, I can be more effective with my, with my patients in the clinic. I feel like this has given me tools to kind of get my job done quicker. And that way I can see people during the day a lot faster, you know, I can get them in like in and out, like. Easier. And it saves me as well. Like as a practitioner, it saves my hands. Yeah, it saves, for sure. you know, my biomechanics. I don't need to, I don't need to use like, like every bit of my body. Right. <laughs> like well, I don't have to and, kill myself. Right. And we,
1: uh, we often <laughs> talk about in some of our courses as well that uh, massage therapy doesn't have to mean one hour on the table right. with lots of oils and candles and yeah, you know no. Enya playing in the room. No, I,
2: I call it, that it foreplay. <laughs> I say I
1: say you can go home and get that. You
2: don't need to come and see me for that, right? right. Like so for it, you I'm not saying that it'll never feel good. I I'm saying that could be our goal, of course, right? To have that relaxation massage. But when you're coming into me and you're like I have pain, I can't move, I'm not going to give you a fluffy massage because that's not your primary complaint. Anxiety isn't your issue, right? Right.
1: Well, the good thing is athletes (laughs) don't usually expect that. Again, athletes are more open to the idea of therapy. Some of the general population, they're getting there, but, they definitely still yeah. want so that. So there's
2: there's a couple of things, too, with, with athletes. A lot of the athletes that I work with, because they're very young, this is very new for them. So I really love working with the younger ones, too, right? Even the ones that go to these major events, right? There's st- We have to understand, they're still between the ages of 12 and, like, 19, right? right? So that might be their first experience, um, you know, getting some sort of manual treatment, either because they didn't know that they needed they needed anything, they weren't encouraged or, um, I don't know. It's just, I I feel like, I I don't know why it would be like their first experience. So a lot of times when I do work with the teams, it's because I want the athlete. I want to be a part of that transition for them being like this young amateur athlete and growing into something more elite or professional or whatever. Right. So having them get in tune with their body, understanding what, you know, good pain is, bad pain is, um, you know, uh, education. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. It's important for me too, because I'm like, you know, how do I deal with this situation? How do I, you know, whatever. And then it's really good for the the younger athlete because they, they need to know what's happening with their body. They need to be able to, you know, instead of sucking it up, you know, nothing's wrong with you. Suck it up, you know, like, you know not saying that all people are like that coaches or parents but maybe sometimes they feel like they have this expectation to perform whether when when they're in pain or whatever right so
1: which athletes do and yeah you know that's why you said there's a lot of psychology involved in this as well
2: so i feel like part of my job especially working with the younger ones is to let them know that you know when you're in pain i'm going to be here like i'm here you need to seek out help And if this works for your body, then you need to seek out somebody who's going to help you. Like I'm helping you. Right. Um, Yeah. Having them understand what works for them is really important for me too. Right. So I think that's just as a therapist in general, I don't think that has anything to do with like being specifically a sports massage therapist or an RMT or whatever. I just feel like, you know, and I think back, like if I knew maybe I wouldn't have had so many fucking meathead moments. <laughs> 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 you know, like, oh my God, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. So that's kind of like where I'm coming from and kind of the way I see things. I don't know if it's good, bad, or sounds <laughs> good. Uh, what other, what other types of events have you worked at? Um, just a lot of like smaller events within track and field. I did bigger events like the Canadian, I'm still a young therapist too, right? I'm still right. considered a young therapist. Um, right out of school, like I said, right, I, I joined uh, the Canadian Sports Massage Association, and the first gig, iconic gig, or whatever you want to call it, I got was uh, the uh, the Canada the Canada Games, which was like I wasn't even a year out of school when I got that. Right? I was really fortunate. I mean, I had because of my my resume, I had a very good, um, uh, understanding of how, um, I don't want to say things, but like very good understanding of how like the body, it shows on my resume of how the body kind of works. Right. I came, I came not only from an athlete's, you know, perspective, but I was also a personal trainer. Not that it really means anything to a lot of people, <laughs> but you know, um, I wasn't one of those weekend crash course type personal trainers, and I was doing that for ten years, right? Um, I was hired to be in long term care as a personal trainer. That's like that's mm-hmm. private. That's not even something that goes within healthcare, right? Um, I worked at two chiropractic offices as a personal trainer doing their remedial exercises. So I came in. I came into this field already with you know, 10 years background, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm not coming into, and not only with my education, but, you know, being a patient as well. Like I was, I was, you know, treated by, you know, lead sports medical doctors and, you know, very high, you know, sports physios and sports chiros. And, you know, a lot of my learning on some of the stuff that I do is because I was, I was a patient. For right. so many years, right? I think that's really important. I, I think a lot of RMTs in general are are lacking that. They feel like they're an RMT, but they don't. Ha- they're not a patient. You know what I'm saying? They don't get. They don't go. It's not about self care. It's like they just don't get treated. They don't go to like. You know what I'm saying? They don't do the Remex. They don't do like any of that. So how do you know? How do you know how that fucking feels? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're sticking your arm in something. Sure. You know. You know. So I'm like everything I do with my patients or with my athletes. I have had that done to me. That's important. That's super It's so important. I, it's so important. important. It's like I'm we, like, I know it works.
0: It's like we do a cupping course. We do we yeah. do the athletic taping course. Yeah. And it's one thing to be the therapist and learn the skill. And it's a whole other appreciation that you have when you're the when you're 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 on the receiving end yeah. of the treatment. Yeah. Then you get a true appreciation about what the therapy is all about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you know. Um, when I tell people, you know, take this ball and, and you need to be able to treat yourself. I mean, I'd love for you to come in for me, like for me to do this, but I feel like if you can troubleshoot what's going on effectively without me, then you have tools when you're in, I don't even know, like Tokyo, 2020, Tokyo is coming. Right? <laughs> Maybe I'm not going to be with you, right? right. <laughs> like, how do you, how do you deal with yourself, right? <laughs> Maybe yep. you're not going to receive the treatment that you want, right? Like, you know, you, gotta, you have to learn, like, what tools are available to you. Like, I'm really into this hydrotherapy, too. I feel like the use of, and that could be so stupid, like, stupid simple. Like, it doesn't have to be heat pack, ice pack. I mean, you could do that in the shower. Before you go to bed. (laughs) You know, I'm like, you're already there. You might as well spend an extra five minutes. What's the big deal, right? Remix, remix, remix. Remix, Education, education, education. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of the sports, the sports massage that I've, I've done helps with that because a lot of these things, you know, maybe can be applied with a physio ball or, or whatever, like right. And I mean, yeah. when you're
1: working with athletes, massage therapy can be sometimes quite passive. So making sure that they're doing things on their own.
2: Yeah, um, I think any
1: therapy, right? Well, yeah, you need yeah. to you need to take care of yourself outside of seeing your therapist. Uh, is there anything else that you would want RMTs to know that are thinking about becoming sport massage therapists? Anything that they should know, and uh, maybe on how to get started or
2: Why this might be a good direction for somebody to go? Um, Well, definitely go to the Canadian Sports Massage Association website. There's a lot of information there. Browse through it. If there's any questions, there's a contact uh, button there that they can ask. I know there's a sports massage advanced sports massage course. I believe coming up in uh, I think it was October. Don't quote me on that. Um, um, Is it online
1: right now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So go go to the website. Get involved in a course. Yeah. And uh, what about you? Um, where Where are you located? If people want to
2: get in touch with you, how do they do that? Okay. So I have a website. It's rmtdeme.com. Um, I'm also with Physio in the Six in Etobicoke. I don't know what's easier to remember, but um, <laughs> both websites have my contact information. Yeah. It depends what location you're at um and and you're mobile right i am mobile mobile is a little bit more expensive and it really all depends and that's usually after hours just because you know i'm not going to go see somebody during the day when they can come and see me right um yeah i don't know what else if you want to get in touch with demi (laughs) then
1: go to uh her website which is sorry say that again Rmtdemi.com.com. all right uh, or you can find her at Physio
2: in the Physio Six. Physio in the Six, yeah. We just right. general Google search, the, the website will come up. Even if you just click RMT, Demi, the, the website awesome. should come up. You Did you find
1: that right? information about the course? or? Oh, I have no? it here. on. That. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, <it's> all
0: right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look too That's hard. okay. Well, it you didn't can go to own the defense. Canadian
1: Sport Massage Association website and look up that information. Um, Dimi, thank you so much for being here and talking to us. This was very informative. Uh, Mark, you got anything to say?
0: No, this is great. Thank you for coming in. It's good to see you again.
1: Thank you.
2: It's good to see you too. More courses for me to take. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, this is
1: two massage therapists and a microphone. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we will talk to you all very soon.